1: spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer here's a camping hack from ll bean to make your next trip the best yet when putting together your gear wrap a piece of duct tape around your water bottle it's barely noticeable but if another piece of gear breaks or tears pull off your tape to make a quick patch or repair for more camping hacks visit youtube.com slash ll bean ll bean be an outsider
2: hey now it's brace for impact and i'm your host mike gilbert i'm joined as always by jd by god oliva how you doing jd i'm good i got a puppy yeah yeah cute puppy at that yes
1: he's adorable his name is astro nice i dig that name too it's um so we let my kid choose it we let andy choose it he uh he's been wanting a puppy for a while because we lost our two dogs over the summer and uh, it's been a rough, it was rough for him, you know, learning to, you know, five-year-old learning to deal with death. And then my wife's been trying to get on with all these rescues. And we finally got a call back on one of them. So we showed him the picture and we're like, yeah, he's a, he's a German shepherd mix, buddy. What do you want to name him? And I honest to God thought he was going to name him Darby. I honest <laughs> to God thought he was going to do that. And he goes, shepherd. My first tournament was at shepherd high school, which is true. And there are the astronauts. His name after Alan B. Shepherd, he goes, I want to name him astronaut. <clears throat> and so we're like, how about we call him astro for short and right. he went okay so <laughs> it was unexpected but you let a six-year-old name a dog and he get an interesting name sometimes but he I, it works because he's a little space cadet yeah no i i think
2: that's a great name that's a yeah. great name for a dog astro i like it
1: Yeah, it's cute he's been a good boy
2: yeah man um speaking of cute i actually i don't know how to segue this
1: tonight's episode <laughs> was good <laughs> It was adorable
2: it was an adorable no it was I thought tonight's episode was really good i i i enjoy i enjoyed the show tonight man it was it was a good a uh, good good episode
1: I think this is one of the best promo episodes impacts had in the year i think that we've been doing this show. I really do. I really think yeah. the promos really carried this show. I liked it a lot.
2: Yeah, I thought that there was uh, the the Alexander promo, which obviously we'll get into, and then of mm-hmm. course the Bullet Club promo. I thought was really good, and then uh, and then the main event between Eddie and Swan was a damn good main event. I loved that match. I I like, yeah, yes, got, it I was. Yeah, yes, it was. I got really into it, and even though I am also pretty tired right now, I, but I uh, I got really into that match, and so, uh, yeah, uh, all up and down, I I really enjoyed the episode, man. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so on tonight's BTI, Jordan Grace took on Havoc and beat her. And that was Talking BTI. Thank you, everybody, for talking BTI with us. All right. So we get right to it, man. Opening video recap Josh Alexander's return to Impact Wrestling at the end of uh, Merce, Moose, Merce, Moose, (laughs) Moose versus Heath in the main event of Sacrifice. Merce. if you guys watched Sacrifice um, and you're a Patreon subscriber, you already know this. I actually did a solo uh, review show on, on our Patreon. Well, if you're listening to us right now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the the free version of this episode, we're going to go ahead and tack that on from Patreon. We're going to go ahead and tack that on uh, to the end of this episode. So stick around. If uh, if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Patreon folks, just stick around for the normal stuff that we do at the end of these episodes. But uh, I, I really did like sacrifice i thought that was a a really good show with uh, alexander returning being the the best moment of the show um i do encourage everybody go out of the way to watch that so
1: good well a well-booked show a well-booked show
2: yes uh all up and down i i really dug it man yeah. Uh, Josh Alexander opened the show in the ring. He said that the only thing that has been on his mind for a while has been the world title and defeating Moose. And while at home, he had come to peace with the idea and may never get a chance at the title again. But the only thing uh, he couldn't ignore was this kid asking him about regaining the title. But now we finally had a date, and that was the date of the Rebellion pay-per-view. Um, strong promo here by Alexander, man. Uh, he he uh, goes into some some really deep stuff there and then honor no more interrupts him um and Eddie Edwards with honor no more complained that Alexander has been handed everything since day one and he hasn't earned anything and Alexander countered by saying that Edwards only had excuses because he got lazy probably why he wears a t-shirt when he wrestles um that he should have used that line by the way I think that I would have went for that one
1: I I agree because he was he cut down taven later on in this so he's uh yeah. if we're gonna go gall go out start yeah. insulting people left and right
2: yeah, Alexander countered. Oh, said he, he got lazy and couldn't capitalize when Ed, Eddie Edwards had received shots, which is true. Ed, Edwards did have a shot at turning point against Moose. He didn't get it. And then Taven intervened, called him a Melvin, uh, which is his line, and said that uh, they made fun of Alexander for having title Reigns longer than his. Alexander then, uh, it's not here in the recap. I don't know how the hell they missed this in the recap uh, on here on The Observer, but Alexander hit back with the line of the decade was saying, yes, your, your, your reign was longer than mine, but when you were the champion, you killed your company. Um, you put the
1: company out of business. Yeah, You put the That's... company
2: out of business. Uh, they all started fighting team impact comes down. And then of course, Scott DeMora came out and told everybody to cut the shit. Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan is going to be in the main event. And Mac versus King is right now a uh, strong way to open the episode, man. I really thought Josh Alexander uh, hit this, nailed his promo, his return promo. He's been, He's gotten to be such a good promo since he's been an impact. He just keeps getting better and better. Um, I, I loved everything about this.
1: Yeah, good white meat baby face promo, right? Mm-hmm. You know, tried and true, some nice little zingers. A couple more would have been all right. Like you said, <clears throat> the uh the Eddie Edwards line is just sitting there, right? Yeah. Just take it. Um you notice Eddie's got the the Davy Richards lines in his hair now? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Perhaps that's for a reunion of some sort. Mm, um maybe. So yeah, I, I dug this. I liked I liked Josh. There's a lot of Scott stuff that I'm intrigued with. I I continue to be intrigued with the Scott Moore character, and that always kind of keeps me guessing, right? This felt very much like a like a late '90s RAW. Where they come in with no plan and we're going to have this. You're going to be the main event. And you're going to be this match right now. And you're going to do this later. It's like, what did you plan on before the show?
2: Right. Yeah, Did you just now start booking the episode? Like, like, I know that's how it is in WWE. Like, I
1: know they just show up for work and they're like, okay, what are we doing tonight? I don't know. Like, right. But it, um, I don't know. It was fine. I like the chaotic energy of it all. It was fun. It was a real fun intro.
2: I, I think that the uh, chaotic energy that's a good term because I felt Thank like you. that was missing from Impact for most of last year. I agree with uh, you. It was it was really they're making matches with people just bumping into each other backstage. Kind of lazy style booking, but this one everything's kind of intertwined and it's chaos so you never even though it's not live it's like if you don't really watch the, or pay attention to the spoilers you never really know what's going to happen next and uh, i feel like they got kind of a, a chaotic energy to to the episode and um and it's become more fun this year in 2022 uh thanks in large part to the honor no more faction and then of course now the bullet club's in so yeah uh, good good stuff yeah i
1: took the words out of my mouth man i agree 100 yeah. <laughs> percent
2: uh, Willie Mac uh, defeated Kenny King. Um, uh, th- this match was okay. It, it was a, I would say, a pretty solid match. Um, we'll go to the end here. King and Mac traded uh, strikes until King dropped Mac with a power slam for a two count. King followed with a discus elbow and a T bone suplex, but King couldn't properly pin Mac. I, you know, I thought that was a pretty good detail right there with a uh, Brian Hebner, the referee. Um, he didn't allow the pin because, uh, you know. King was not covering Mac fully, and then Mac's shoulder was kind of up a little bit, and then King was kind of tired, and he just gave up on the pinfall. So, um, weird. Yeah, it it was kind of weird, but uh, Hebner was not allowing it to happen a lot of times. In other companies, you'll see the referee just not care, but uh, you know, obviously Hebner's not putting up with that. Um, so he released one for a top turnbuckle only to crash and burn when Mac uh, when Mac dodged him, Mac hit the stunner and the six star frog splash for the win.
1: Yeah. Uh, right here says, OK, match. I agree. This was OK. It was fine. Um, I kind of wish Kenny King had won. I kind of wish. I wish we were booking, Um, I don't know, more stronger. Yes. Right? I wish they were... <clears throat> Excuse me, I got stuff in my throat tonight. Um. I wish they were just kind of running through impact like a buzzsaw right now, so it really felt insurmountable until, you know, your hero rises up. So, I mean, like, um, this isn't like 50-50 booking, but it, it's kind of like a 50-50 booking, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I wish our, our lead heel faction was just presented as unstoppable at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, because I... like OGK losing a sacrifice and this and just it feels a little too even. I wish we had more insurmountable odds.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I, I would have went with King here and I would have went with a sacrifice. I disagree with both those finishes. So, um, Moose <laughs> approached him more and tried to get Alexander punished for a, uh, for getting a contract with Impact behind DeMore's back. But DeMore told Moose that he knew about it the whole time uh, and that he was a part of it. And he's uh, excited and happy that uh, Alexander is here, which is not exactly what happened after Sacrifice whenever the Impact cameras were, um, were trying to get DeMore's uh, opinion about this. So something's going on here. But uh, he, he said is, that – go ahead. Yeah,
1: this is what I'm talking about. And I'm like yeah. – I still, I'm still team Scott as a heel, right? And I think we we have a later segment with Moose that is, uh, it feels like he's like, yeah, yeah, this is good, this is good. Or the same segment, this is good, right? But it wasn't, it didn't feel like that we to sacrifice. It hasn't felt that way for months. Mm-hmm. But here we are. Like, if he's so stoked to get Josh back in the company, why was he out? If he's so stoked to have Josh have this title match, why didn't he just give it to him in the first place? Why did he have to run through? I mean, like. Jonah was cool. Suzuki was cool. (laughs) But I mean, like Charlie Haas and stuff. It felt like, why did, okay. If Scott's not being a heel, I want a storyline explanation for why all this happened other than what we just had to buy time until we wanted to give you the match. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make sense. So if you can give me that, yes, Scott is a heel, which is still where everything is pointing. I'm good. I'm good. I like it. But until then it's still, it's still a little wonky with me, but it's got still got that potential to be really good so you know. yeah
2: demore asked moose to sign the contract uh, for the match at the rebellion and it'd be he better it, it'd be better if he did it in private um and moose was like well we're not going to do a ceremonial thing in the ring and scott's like well no I like the pomp and circumstance too but I think it's better for you that you know you, we don't do it in the ring and he threatened that if moose doesn't sign he'll strip him of the title so uh, now we're going to have the whole story. Will Moose sign the contract, which he will, um, but a episodic story, right?
1: Serialized. That's something that everybody yeah. gets wrong, like Media degrees JD coming through. Episodic means the episodes are each individual thing can exist on its own. Serialized storytelling is when things build from one to the next pet peeve. Everybody gets it wrong. Drives me nuts. Wow! I just got I just got shamed by
2: J.D. By God, by
1: i I've been doing it left and time. right tonight. Apparently,
2: <laughs> yeah. By by best-selling author. Well, I didn't know that that's what it was. I thought it was episodic. Well, because oh, Michael
1: Cole's every, been telling me forever that it's, it's episodic television. Because it's raw. Well, raw might be episodic. <laughs> like there's not. yeah it might be oh, okay. that might be an example. Oh, but okay. I mean like like um the my my media one teacher used the example of Gilligan's Island is episodic because every episode ends when they're in the exact same place. Oh. And the exact same thing, whereas like like,
2: Sopranos is serialized.
1: serialized. And today television is far more serialized than it was like 50 years ago, right? Like you can watch any episode of the Brady Bunch. It doesn't matter what episode, what it happens in, because they they didn't know back then, they didn't know when people were going to watch the next episode. So it resets like wrestling back in the day was just matches, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can watch like, um. Chicago Historical Society has all these stuff in the Fed, like almost the entire run of the Fred Kohler stuff from Chicago, like on YouTube. You can just watch a random episode of the show, and there's not like storylines, right? There's stuff that happens in the ring. So you can just watch it to watch a match, but there's no like things that build week to week, which is pretty much how a lot of wrestling was until like the 70s, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah. Well, no. hey, look, uh, JD's here to teach us all folks. Uh that was that was good information. I didn't know that there was a difference. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, we'll go to the uh so, That's all uh, my
1: that's all my degree is worth, by the way. Just to say <laughs> yeah, things like it's, that. The, the it's rest it is just, it's just right. paper.
2: Right, random facts about television. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Rebellion, they're going to do a three-way, which I typically am not okay with because it's usually like in lieu of a of a feud that they're having. But I I don't think that this is like a tournament um, wrestle in to get into three-way. So I'm fine with it. It's I'm good like, with this. Yeah. yeah. Um. And Ace Austin, John Skyler, and Crazy Steve wrestled to be uh, to get themselves into the three-way at Rebellion. So they're having two different three ways to get into another three-way. Kind of wonky, but I, I, think, I think it might end up working. Um, Ace Austin gets the victory here. Um, it, the most important part of this match was um, eight, Crazy Steve was on Skyler's back, and he was, like, biting him, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes Ace Austin off the top rope with the fold off of his back, a, a buff blockbuster, shout out Buff Bagwell, um, uh, to get the victory. Uh, I thought this was pretty good.
1: Um, you know what I noticed in this match stuck out to me is Crazy Steve's a lot bigger than I realized. I noticed, yeah. did, did you notice the two is, yeah. I don't know if he's gotten bigger or if Ace Austin is just like I don't want to use from small, but he's just a smaller dude than I realize like I've seen him live and I've always been like, Yeah, Ace Austin's a pretty small guy. But I didn't realize I didn't realize how much how thick Crazy Steve was until I saw him next to Ace Austin. And maybe that's a new thing I just haven't noticed before, but it was I thought it was noticeable tonight.
2: Maybe he's training with the swing man. Got those the ten CCs of uh, a ten CCs right. of Diana ball, Diana right, ball right, right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, he he did he did look thick, and I thought that crazy Steve was good in this match. By All the right. way, I thought he looked good. I don't think he gets enough credit for actually how good he is. But no, um, I he, agree, he is pretty good. Um, Jim Miller interviewed Bupinder Gujjar uh, about what he was going for. Um, which I don't, that doesn't make any sense. She said, um, out of all the things you've done so far, what would you like to do next? And he goes, well, I've won two matches against Skylar. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he hasn't done much lady. What are we was, talking about? <laughs> he
1: was honest. Like you, it was, it was like the strangest pretext for an interview I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? I don't know. Like something. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, I've won I've won two matches against the same person in two months, but um, and then Raj Singh approached him and asked why he's been ignoring him, but suddenly Larry D, of all people, which got a good response out of you into my DMs.
1: Why um, am I watching Larry D?
2: Because <laughs> Larry D left the company literally not that long ago, like, like a month ago, right? Like
1: a month ago, and he's back on the show. Like, <laughs> yeah. does anybody ever really leave this company? Like, it never... No. <laughs>
2: And you, you, you DM, me, you're like, why, why is Larry D here? And I go, well, I mean, he's from, I think he's from Kentucky. So, and he didn't have anything else to do. So they just booked him. So,
1: well, it's just weird to me. Cause like Larry D left. Right. And we have people on the roster that could be doing this stuff. Like I could be watching Zicky Dice doing this and getting beat up, which is always fun. Yeah. But the guy that's not that made this thing about I'm leaving impact. It's like, are you, I'm watching <laughs> the show. You're not, like you look like you're here to me. And then it looked like they were going to make out at the end of this, like him and, and, uh, like I I can never pronounce name. They like got head to head. And I I, honest to God thought they were going to kiss for a second. It was really uncomfortable. I've, I've, I, Mike, you're, you're an adult male. I assume you've had your fair share of fisticuffs. Yeah. Have you ever pressed forehead to forehead with another man and like twisted back and forth before actually fighting them? No, no, that never happened. Me neither.
2: It was yeah. weird. It was very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it was. It might have been more interesting if they
1: kissed, but. I would have been more entertained <laughs> at that moment, to be honest with you. But yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it uh, looks like we're going to get uh, Guja versus Larry D coming up soon uh violent by design cut a promo about winning the titles and having uh, taken the power of control from the good brothers uh claiming the only reason they had the titles was because they watched their back and picking their shot to take the titles um that whole deal had been by design uh which they said over and over again so a so, uh, good, good little promo here eric young controlling his narrative yeah, it's the CYN portion of impact.
1: <laughs> I am I'm convinced. I am now convinced the Eric Young character is basically him picking on EC3 the way EC3 always talks. <laughs> yeah, it's just hazing EC3. That's what I feel like this whole yeah. thing is. is like this is just a, ga- a trillion narrative gag, <laughs> which I think a trillion narrative
2: is a gag. So, you know, I, it kind of works. The whole thing is a joke. So make fun of it every chance you get. Um, which we will do later on Patreon. But cannot I mean, wait. You know, I have a, cannot I have a wait. Note, I have a note. Something happened to them by another company that we like to make fun of. Um, so
1: this is going to be great. Um, I'm, I'm i I really got. A, I I got another thing too for control your narrative that I'm going to talk about too. I oh, love. Nice. I love. People are mad about control your narratives existence, and I think mm. it's great.
2: I think we have to have control your narrative because we need more funny shit to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there needs to be more bad so we can
3: appreciate
2: the good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans and the Influence, they uh they took on um or oh, they're they're in the what the hell was this with the Yeah, eight they took tag. on sorry the, So in the the Observer, whenever they're talking about the match They will put it in bold, right? Like the competitors, it'll say, so-and-so defeated so-and-so. Like that's the next segment, right? Well, in this one, they have one team in bold. And then below that, the next team is in just regular font. So it screwed me all up. And it doesn't say defeated, but... Get your um, shit together, Garza. Yeah, what are you doing, Garza? You're screwing me all up. Uh, but Mickey James, Chelsea Green, and the Inspiration uh, defeated Tasha Steele, Savannah Evans, and the Influence. Actually, yes, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, match had a heated start when Lee and McKay rushed Ashwood, but the latter was able to bring uh, the match to the corner and cut off McKay when Evans took the tag. McKay managed to tag in Lee for some double-team work on Evans, uh, but the Influence were there to... Tripoli and cut her off Uh, they had some quick tags from the heels Uh, james cleared everyone from the ring but steals got her with a cutter the same way she lost the the title at sacrifice when james tried to tag in green caleb pulled her off the ring only to get a low blow in return oh so the whole deal of this match by the way i forgot to mention was that green was dressed exactly like mickey james so she's kind of doing the whole stalkerish thing of mickey so that's
1: that's where this whole thing is going which is Um, a callback which is yes. a callback to Mickey James being Trish Stratus' stalker, right? Yes. Yes. Right? I actually thought she was fully committing to the Cowboy Bob Orton thing with this <laughs> with this cast that's not going anywhere. Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oh, she's going for it. She's a Cow Oh no, she's Mickey, okay."
2: <laughs> yeah. Um back in the ring, James hit the Mick DT on Steels for the win, pinning the champion. Um so yeah, there was a, there was a lot going on here. There's like four different stories happening at once. It was kind of a cluster. Um but James got the victory here. What would you think? It's fine.
1: It's yeah. whatever. Um do you remember the Mick DLT from mcdonald's i do yeah. that's every, every time i hear the mcdt it i my brain immediately goes back to the sandwich that mcdonald's had for like a year in the late 80s that for some reason i can't seem to get out of my mind because my brain is full of useless factoids yeah you, that's it that's how I, that's what i think of this match
2: nfl sunday ticket is now on youtube and youtube tv which means that it just got easier to be an nfl fan even if you live far away So you've had a week full of things that have pissed you off. Would that be accurate? Kinda. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm, Kinda. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna piss you off right now. Oh, okay. it on me. So, I mean, it's um, why not again? Yeah, why not again? So we're you know we have this move coming up to Hawaii, and we're negotiating with the housing office there on the okay. base. Okay. And um. Right now, they want to offer us a nineteen hundred square foot house, three bedroom, two and a half bath. Right for uh, you know, uh, it's just us and our daughter. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, but there's no yard. What do you mean, no yard? It's a townhome, kind of a. oh okay okay we got got a dog so now where we have to complain about them giving us a 1900 square foot house for free that we just get to live in in hawaii so (laughs) i just wanted to like we're we're, i keep getting emails from the the housing lady so i'm sorry for looking at my phone so
1: much but that's why i keep looking at my dog to see what he's chewing on um that doesn't that doesn't piss me off it makes me entertains me because you're gonna have to walk that thing yeah. Like you're gonna have, like I have to it's... do it because I got a puppy. You're gonna have to get up at like two in the morning and go walk your dog on yeah. the beach or whatever. So I'm not gonna feel sorry for you. But
2: <laughs> yeah. Our our dog thankfully uh is crate trained, so like she sleeps in her crate overnight and doesn't hardly ever have to go to the bathroom overnight. So
1: my but... three month my three month old dog who comes from a, a, a foster that did a great job with him, to be honest with you, but apparently he, he believes he needs to sleep in bed with us, even though we've mm-hmm. had him for five days. Like he was hanging out with my wife. I said, come on, time to go to bed. And he looked at me like, screw that. I stay here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You've been here for two days. You think you own the place already?
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way dogs are, man. They, they They love to cuddle. They do. Um, I So next we get a promo from Jonah that he cut about defeating PCO. And um, he said PCO was supposed to be a monster. And instead, um, he didn't believe in monsters, but monsters believed in him, and that he broke PCO's neck and showed the world that PCO was human after all. I freaking loved this promo. I love Jonah. I think he's incredible. I love everything that he's doing, man. Um, I I am excited about oh everything that he's
1: got going on. Is PCO legit injured? I forget. No, no I just make, just making yeah. sure. No. I know he's, <laughs> he's un- no. This whole thing was a thing to get him away from Honor no more. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I works for me. I have a theory as to like I have multiple theories as to why uh, that is that we'll, we'll we'll get into later. But it looks like he's a babyface. He's away from honor no more. He's and, PCO uh, and he's PCO. Yeah, uh, he was full blown babyface in that match with Jonah too. By the way, and the way that they left it with him being too tough for his own good, that was full blown babyface. So now mm. uh, I think. Um, I can't, I think I read somewhere that they're trying to build, I don't think it's coming up next week, but I think they're trying to build for Philadelphia, like a street fight or something like that with Jonah. So. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Bullet Club came down to the ring. Carl Anderson took the microphone first, introduced the team, uh, Gallows, and then he gave it to Gallows and said they're putting the tag team division on notice and even the Briscoe brothers, their opponent for the multiverse show. Uh, Gallows, Gallows told Violent by Design they were going for their titles. Then White brought up that he defeated Alex Shelley at Sacrifice, the man that was his mentor, and offered him to come down to 2 sweet him. And then Shelly walked out, told uh, Jamie, Jamie White, I guess that's his real name, that he wasn't bothered that he lost because he and White went to war and acknowledged that White was indeed the best pro wrestler in the world. But nonetheless, he was disappointed that White was disrespectful towards him because of their history together. Uh, White told him uh, that it had never been personal. It was all business, but the White uh, Shelly knew was gone. He had grown. And then uh, Chris Bay said that, uh, you know, you you must be stupid because you're all they're all alone and then all of a sudden Chris uh Chris Saban comes out and the next thing you know the Motor City Machine Guns challenge uh, Chris Bay and Jay White to a match next week so I I cannot tell you how excited I am for that I love the Motor City Machine Guns Jay White and Chris Bay are an excellent team as well uh, that should that should be awesome
1: I thought Alex Shelley absolutely killed this promo Oh my God I thought incredible. he was like this was. In a week where we've had really good promos, right? There's been really good promos in wrestling this week. Um, I thought Alex Shelley's was right up there, man. I Mm -hmm. was just like, this is awesome. Like, he made this line, goes, you go to AEW? The company started by the Young Bucks? Yeah, my fingerprints are on them, too. And I'm like, yes. Yes, they are, my friend. You are 100% correct. He's absolutely correct, yeah. Yeah, the Motors and Machine Guns, one of the most influential tag teams of the last decade. Or yeah, no, last it, generation, yeah. I should say.
2: And then when Okada came to TNA, Shelly was the one that looked after him, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and helped him along the way. And um, Okada is very grateful to Shelly. So um, I, yeah, I th- I thought that he he made some very good points. I thought it was a really, really, really good interview. And I'm super excited for next week,
1: man. Oh, well, it's going to be um, awesome. I've been yeah. preaching for more Motor City Machine Guns forever. I'm glad he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think the team at this point in their careers, I think the team is, is I think the sum is better than the parts. I really do. I do, too. Uh, Backstage, uh,
2: Alexander asked Demore um, why it wasn't him to take on Edwards tonight. Demore told him that he wanted to focus on the world title, but since Alexander wanted a match, he gave him Matt Taven next week. So uh, Taven versus Alexander next week. Next week's looking pretty stacked, by the way. Yes, it is.
1: Yes, it is.
2: Uh, we had we had heavy, heavy promos tonight with a couple of good matches, but the next week looks like it's pretty much like if matches are your thing, like you you just want a show loaded with matches, you're going to get that next week. So
1: I like the balance. Yeah. I, I like th- the balance too. in it. Yeah. I like that things are, are different, you know? Yeah. Like, that's good. I like that.
2: Yeah. Uh, Millerview interviewed Deanna Perrazzo and asked if she felt remorse about re-injuring Green's arm. Um, Oh, yeah, so that's the whole thing that's coming out of Sacrifice, that uh, Perazzo injured Green's arm. And Green uh, showed her x-rays saying that she had a broken wrist again but it turns out those X-rays, as discovered by Gerard Bear Down Brian himself, uh, well, well Gerard, done, Ryan. Yes, did investigative journalism and uh, and found out that those were indeed taken from 2021. Uh, so <laughs> she's sucking <So>, everybody.
1: But <laughs> I made a doc, I made a wrestling documentary once, and uh, one of the do uh, pro- I amateur wrestling documentary, and in the documentary, one of the dudes is talking about when he broke his neck. And um, I said, did you have any x-rays or MRIs of that? He's like, dude, it was like five years ago. I don't have any of that shit. So... I looked it up and I, I just Google searched it and I found this nasty broken, this nasty MRI of a, broke, a gorilla's broken neck. And I put it in the documentary. And then I remember I was at the, the screening of them. Everyone went, ooh, when they showed it. I was like, mission accomplished, baby.
2: Yeah, yeah. that that works, man. That you
1: works. work them. It's a work, yeah, it's man. It's a
2: work, baby. Let's do it. Um, so, uh, Perrazzo, uh, <laughs> so she felt remorse. prazo said she did for a second, but that'll never happen and warned everyone that whoever wants to challenge her, they will suffer too. And the next thing you know, Giselle Shaw, tallest woman in the world, comes in. She's tall. Yeah, and Lady Frost approached her and then they were bickering about some stupid nonsense. Anyway, three way next week. So there you go.
1: Lady Frost eating a pin.
2: Yeah, poor old Lady Frost. Yeah. Uh also for next week, Rhino and Steve Macklin, which should be interesting. Uh Alexander and Taven plus uh Motor City Machine Guns versus Chris Bay and Jay White. So that's a stacked ass card, man.
1: Is Rhino and Macklin interesting? I mean, Rhino is moving very very slowly these days he he is but so
2: the one thing that i will say for rhino he's moving very slowly when he gets out there the crowd eats it up the crowd just loves that guy i mean his match with eddie edwards um you got to watch sacrifice right you got to watch a little bit of it yeah so the match with eddie was mostly smoke and mirrors but anything rhino's good for us Mm -hmm. yeah anything rhino did man the crowd was super into it i think that macklin can work around some of his inabilities
1: so this is what i'm curious about macklin because we've liked what we've seen for macklin and most times what we see for us against is offensive stuff we like the offensive stuff yeah eddie edwards damn good professional wrestler right knows how to work a match veteran i really want to see what macklin can get out of a broken down rhino yeah. like let's see what, what kind of a worker steve macklin really is i think it's gonna be an interesting test for him i really do
2: yeah yeah no I, I i i really do too and i'm um looking forward to it but you know macklin's my guy so he's your guy yeah um so next uh we had a very good main event man they gave eddie edwards and rich swan a lot of time and um really really good back and forth match um you know we'll, we'll go ahead and go here towards the towards the end so um back in the ring both men traded strikes of swan getting the better of edwards with a jumping and clothesline and a kick combo followed by a neck breaker and a kick for a two count Swan hit a standing Frankensteiner for another two-count, but uh, he when he went for the Phoenix Splash, Edwards cut him off and hit the backpack stunner into the single-leg Boston Crab. Uh, Edwards and Swan went back to strikes and kicks until both men collapsed. Edwards went for a Tiger Driver, but Swan reversed it into a roll-up for a two-count. so that was pretty cool. Uh, Swan turned, into a blue th- turned a Blue Thunder... Turned into a blue thunder, into a head scissor takedown, uh, but Ed was reversed into a poison Rana, into the blue thunder driver nonetheless. So he had him on his on his shoulders essentially and then turned it into a blue thunder bomb and cool. Edwards Edwards hit a tiger driver for a near fall swan cut Ed- Edwards with a cutter and then a lethal injection so back-to-back cutters for another near fall I went for the Phoenix splash but Edwards moved hit a running uh lariat and then uh he hit the um the Boston e-party followed by the diehard driver for the win in a very good match uh and honor no more came out to celebrate with Edwards to close up the show um damn good episode I thought
1: damn good yeah I like the finish um I don't know everybody doing like the hands of the, the, the Kendo of stick was a little weird, but I did like, I did like, I don't know more in there and yeah. winning up day. I like keeping Eddie strong. Rich one, great worker in there, man. It's, I really, really, really like this match a lot. I thought it was, it gave it a lot of time. I remember I was watching, they said, Oh, our main event, like I pressed pause and checked, I guess like, 26 <laughs> minutes left to go in the show. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a long main, that's a long impact main event. And it was really good though. I was yeah. entertained greatly by it. So yeah, good me too. Good show this week, man. Yeah, and kudos to uh,
2: kudos to the Louisville crowd because yes. they were they were hot for all the sacrifice. I think PW Insider reported to much to my like shock because I I've kind of gotten into this thing that um, Russell ticks and uh, Lavi Margolin have been doing. So I'm trying to do it for Impact, or I'm like counting up the seats so that way I can have accurate reporting. And the reason why I'm doing that is because last week on Patreon, I kind of made fun of Impact's ticket sales for Philadelphia and i said that they'd only sold 50 tickets and then i went and counted and they had sold actually 250 tickets still not good so i've, I've gone through and i have counted up tickets well they didn't actually have that many reserved seats on sale so they sold a ton of general admission tickets which is good for good for impact so about seven to eight hundred people there uh, for sacrifice and I don't, I don't know how many people they had for the next night but they stayed hot the whole night so uh kudos to them they're actually going back there i think and um July August time frame so
1: they should i think that um an engaged fan base is is often when you're doing tv wrestling especially an engaged fan base is more crucial than a just a big fan base cuz you see a lot of those wwe shows sometimes those crowds get you know yeah. you can have 10 12, 12 10 12 thousand people in the crowd but if there's not any engagement what is it like look like the dynamite last night it was the smallest crowd they played for outside of daily's place in a long time right it was like 2,000 people in the building yeah but when jeff hardy came out it was loud you know so engagement that's what it's about and these these louisville fans have been great like it's good it's real good it should be a regular stop for impact because don't go back to sam's place sam's town whatever that place is called
2: (laughs) yeah or if they do it like once a year or i mean move to the strip if you're gonna go back to vegas move move to the strip but
1: crowds were god awful there
2: yeah, yeah, they were, but uh, yeah, this this was a, a very good episode. Um, so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, go ahead and stick around. You're gonna hear my uh, my solo review. I went solo on that ass uh, and uh, reviewing sacrifice. I got up at like five thirty in the morning to record that podcast. By the way, so uh, everybody should appreciate ten times more with the amount of coffee I had in my system to do. I that. do. I yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and if you're on a uh, Patreon, stick around for a minute. We're uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, kick into some news. So hold on, just a sec.
3: To get back in it, but in the end, there's a reason they call him a wrestling god because every time he's been tested, he comes out on top with his impact world championship, Anthony. What he did here. I know he took a beating, but what an effort. An incredible effort. Wait a minute. That's Josh Alexander. Well, oh! Are you kidding me, Josh? for Spike to Moose! Josh Alexander just planted the impact world champion I mean what the hell is he doing here He's gone, I didn't even know he worked here anymore Did he go over Scott Demore's head, he's been sent home Hey, the last time I was in this ring Scott Demore stood eye to eye with me And he sent me home Scott Moore said I need to keep my emotions in check time and time again. I don't think I'm ever going to agree that my emotions were the problem. But he said, he said I need to go home until we get all this sorted out. And in hindsight, in hindsight I can say right there, Scott was right to send me home. You know, was, not only did I get to spend some well-needed time with my family Recharge But I don't know if uh, Scott took it into consideration But sending me home to Toronto put me about a mile Away from Anthem corporate office So I went down there and I sorted everything Moose. See, I got another contract right here. This is a contract for the main event of Rebellion Moose against Josh Alexander. One-on-one.
2: Hey, now it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert. And once again, going solo on that ass, but it's still the same. We're talking Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. Uh, as you just heard, big news coming out of the Sacrifice show. Josh Alexander, he, he showed up at the end there after Musa defeated Heath and attacked moose uh, announced that he has re-signed and re- with impact he's re-signed a multiple year deal and he will be facing moose at rebellion Man. and i think that's awesome i think that's great news and i'm really glad that the end of the show this way because you know <clears throat> uh, i've made it pretty clear i have not been shy about this i did not see a heath as being a viable contender or a viable you know person for that should be in the main event against moose um i felt that chris saban or rich swan would have been a better choice there but it's what we got Moose had a dominant victory over Heath and um and Josh came in Josh returned and he sent the he sent the fans home happy. So that's uh that's great news and it capped off what was uh, a pretty good show in my opinion. Um I i I felt like No Surrender was a little bit better. Um Hard to Kill was a little bit better than that, but you know, it was you know as far as I'm concerned, Impact in 2022 they're three-for-three, three, man. They, uh, they've they been putting on really good shows this year. And uh, and if you're listening to this and you're just more of a, a, a passive viewer of Impact or you don't even really watch Impact, you just kind of like the show, and there are a few of those people, um, I'd encourage you to go check this one out, man. Um, uh, you know, Impact Plus is only $7.99, or if you go onto their YouTube, I think you can get their YouTube premium service for 4 dollars And uh, No Surrender and Sacrifice are back-to-back, you know, really good shows in both of them. Have uh, done a pretty good job of uh, promoting the upcoming uh, Rebellion pay-per-view on April 23rd in uh, the Mid Hudson Civic Center, there in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, and um, that should be a big crowd too. Big crowd for Impact standards. So, um, but lot you know, lots to get into. Um, I also wanted to talk about there's some more news uh, coming out of uh, Sacrifice uh jake something he uh he his contract has uh not been renewed it's expired with impact so he's no longer an impact wrestler uh, even though he had challenged for the x division title tonight i guess they just couldn't come to a deal that's being reported by sean ross Sapp. Um but the two sides are f- still friendly they could work something out anything can happen he could always come back but i think he's going to test the free agent market and good for him if that's the case um and he went out on, on a high note too they didn't uh they didn't do what they normally do with with Pro. Prospective free agents and just bury them over and over again on the way out. Not not bury, but you know they they typically lose a, a string of matches before they get out. But in this case, they actually built Jake up to be a viable contender, and they made him a very interesting con- uh, character. And uh, he went after Trey Miguel for the X Division title, came up short. And uh, but the match was incredible, which we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, he uh, he is no longer in uh, Impact Wrestling as of right now. But that could always change. They could come to an agreement uh, later. Um, personally, and this is a you know big shout out to JD. I'd like to see him go to Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, they're bringing in Guy Jeans again. He can keep all of his you know, U.S. independent dates. He can go do some tours over in NOAA. I think they could use a, a, a guy like him. I think he'd fit in pretty well there. And uh, we've been saying that for a long time, but I think now more than ever um, would, would be a perfect time for him to go over there. He just fits in. Uh, he fits in well over there. So I, I'd really be excited to see that. Uh, also, um, we had new tag team champions, uh, Violent by Design of Eric Young and Joe Doring, defeated the Good Brothers. And then after the show was over, good brothers talking about the countdown to fuck town again, which is what they did whenever they got released from WWE, their contracts expire on July 15th and per, you know, their social media, you can't really buy into what's going on. Um, They're clearly, they're clearly starting something, but um, I, uh, you know, I think impact is going to want to resign these guys. I've not been happy with a lot of their work over the last year, but um, I can't deny that they're uh, a valuable property for impact Um, if, if AEW wanted them, I'm sure that they would go because that's where a lot of their friends are Uh, and they like to be on the big stage, but AEW, it would, it would just be a waste of money for AEW and that's nothing against the good brothers, but AEW has so many good tag teams. They have so many big stars. Um, and I, I think the good brothers would love to make a lot of money and then just not be important and just chill. I think they'd be really happy with that um they're not really guys that really care about you know titles and being in meaningful feuds and stuff like that they just kind of want money and uh, and they want to go to work and and have fun doing it and i respect that and uh i i, I wish they would take uh um, take their impact run a little bit more seriously as far as some of their in-ring stuff but that's just who they are so more power to them i guess i uh, can't be mad at that but um you know, I, I think Impact is going to want to resign them. I'm sure that they'll negotiate. And if they don't come to a deal, I won't be heartbroken, honestly. Um, it's they, they have opened some doors for Impact as far as AEW and as far as uh, New Japan is concerned. I think, you know, Scott Demore has admitted as much that they were a big part of bridging those gaps there, specifically with New Japan. But, um, you know, now that those those doors have been opened and those business relationships are are in place, I if if the Good Brothers walked, and uh, I think that me personally, just as a viewer and as a podcaster, I'd be fine with that. So I, I don't think they would hurt my experience um, in the least bit if uh, if they were no longer an impact. And, uh, and that's not me knocking them overall, but I I, I think that there's um, better teams out there. So um, and better teams that um, appreciate the in ring work uh, a lot more than uh, than the Good Brothers. But the Good Brothers are valuable outside of the ring, meaning you know doing media events and and you know getting people to come to the shows and stuff like that. They do a good job there, but um, you know they might be able to find some more people. Look, the the free agent pool is as deep as it's ever been, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that are looking for contracts. So uh, they might be able to find some folks. But uh, that's going to do it for the news uh, portion of of this uh, solo edition of Brace for Impact. Let's go ahead and get on into uh, sacrifice. Like I said, sacrifice is really good. I I was not honestly, I was not looking forward to this show mainly because you know, anytime you have a week main event on a, on a on a show that you have to pay for, I I'm not I'm not going to be excited about it. But uh, despite the week main event, um, I, I think they sent everybody home happy and there was a, a three matches that I'd put four stars or above. Easy, and um, and we'll go ahead and get into that. So, on the pre show, we had Lady Frost defeat uh Giselle Shaw, which surprised me. Um, I know Giselle is somebody that they're getting behind, and for her to lose this quickly was uh, was was pretty shocking to me. Um, but everybody seemed to like the match, and um, these two work well together. Uh, Shaw or uh, Lady Frost. Uh, hit the frostbite which is her twisting moonsault for the victory and that was very impressive looking so go check that out uh, we had rich swan and willie mack defeated ogk and i thought this was a very good match and i really want to see these guys win again or not win again to compete again um i i would have went with ogk in this one just because i think that they're viable tag team title contenders nothing against swan and mack but um they're these guys are a little bit newer and i, I felt like you could probably get behind them but you know, Hey, I love Swan and Mac too. So um, they, they gave us a really good match and boy, was this little, uh, you know, Louisville crowd hot. Uh, they got really hot for this match. They stayed hot the whole night. Um, uh, a very good match. Taven hit a DDT on Mac as he was reentering the ring. And this led to the heels working on Mac for a period. Eventually Mac made a hot tag to Swan who hit moves on both uh, Bennett and Taven. <laughs> Mac and Swan then hit a assistant bulldog on Taylor for a two count OGk fought back got a near fall on Swan after death valley driver running in combo OGk tried to hit their proton pack but uh double team finish, but Swan countered into a pinning combination and got the three count also uh, during that moment um you know Willie Mac helped out with that when he did a pound so that was that was really cool good 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 match go out of your way to check that out that one was free on youtube so i think everybody should check it out all right. Uh, now the sacrifice event on impact plus kicks off with X division champion, Trey Miguel defeating the, de- the, I guess the now departing uh, Jake something. And boy, they let this guy go out on a, on a really good note. Cause this match was just incredible. Um, I, I think I had this at four stars, but if somebody said it was more than four stars, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. They just, they really tore the house down and the crowd was so hot for it. Um, uh, something countered a DDT attempt and then hit him with a backbreaker for a two count. Miguel then hit a kick, which caused something to roll out onto the floor. Miguel then hit a running sunset flip bomb on the outside back in the ring. Something countered the armbar attempt to do a buckle bomb and followed it up with another power bomb for a two count. He went for another power bomb, but Miguel countered into a meteora uh, Miguel then hit another meteora while something was uh, dropped on the ropes in the corner and got the three count. Just an incredible match. Uh, Trey Miguel is a great champion. Um, and Jake, something was an awesome contender. And I really hope that, um, impact is able to re-sign him. And if they do, they, they need to get behind him and, and push him because I think he's worth it. I think the guy could be money for this company. Um, they don't have a lot of baby faces right now. And he is, uh, and he's a very good baby face, uh, Eddie Edwards, uh, defeated So Eddie Edwards had, uh, his group, uh, honor no more with him. And then uh, rhino obviously had uh, Chris Saban, William Mack and Rich Swan. This match was Okay. It was a lot of smoke and mirrors, uh, a lot of interference on the outside, a lot of, uh, not really interference, but the 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 two factions were fighting around ringside, um, and that really kind of gave some time to the match because, you know, look, Rhino looks like he's pretty beat up. So they had a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors. So the whole experience was fun, and then at the end, um, while the referee was distracted with everybody fighting on the outside. Steve Macklin came down, hit a uh, double-arm DDT on Eddie Edwards, grabbed a kendo stick, and then started whacking Rhino. And as he was leaving, as he he's, he was telling Rhino, that's because – you guys all thought that uh it was gonna be me that turned on you, but it turned out it was Eddie. So he's still hot over that. He's uh they he's mad at them for thinking that he would turn on them and then eventually he just turned on them anyway. So, but he didn't sound like he joined on her no more. So uh, I, I get it. Maybe they're just not ready for him to be a baby face or they're gonna, you know, um do a more of a slow burn. But right now he's doing the whole Steve Austin thing, kind of like what W. Morrissey was doing uh not that long ago. And it works for Morrissey, he's a great baby face. So um next we got the influence um defeated this surprised me too defeated the inspiration um in the back they told caleb he wasn't allowed out because they don't want him to be a distraction so which told you that caleb was coming out and then eventually he did come out um uh, dashwood fought back and and hit her spotlight kick on uh but lee kicked out at two caleb then came to ringside as we all knew he would and despite being told not to Lee then hit a spinning back kick for a two-count. Caleb then tossed the title belt in the ring, although it wasn't clear who he was giving it to. Uh, Dashwood picked it up, hit Lee, and then pinned her to get the tag team titles. So what, what happened was is Caleb uh, kind of si- signaled over. So Tenille Dashwood and uh, Cassie Lee were in the ring together. He signaled over while they were both looking at him, and uh, he slid the belt. Cassie Lee thought he was giving it to her, but it went under her legs, and um, Tenille Dashwood picked it up and hit her for the – uh for the victory there um this this is probably the the worst match of the night i would say and it's not that say that it was a bad match but it was all kind of building around this whole caleb thing and the fact that the influence won means we're going to get more of these matches and uh you know i was on covid side whenever they kept uh they they kept uh delaying the matches but is what it is, man. We got new tag team champions. I don't exactly agree with it. Inspiration was over like hell though. Uh, the crowd was really into them. Um and they've been doing a good job. You know, Santino Morella out of nowhere shows up. I guess they're calling him Anthony Corelli here, which is his real name. He's been on the show before, but um he gave a, he gave Heath a pep talk and uh he would come out to do commentary for the main event later. Uh, I don't know if he's working here or what, but he's a Toronto guy, so He's not coming all the way over to Louisville for no reason. So we'll, we'll see what's going on there. Uh, Brian Myers uh, had his own personal commentary table um, and he was about to announce the next match. Uh, but doing so uh, he decided to make fun of W Morrissey, who was apparently listening backstage and he came out and he went to go attack Myers, but uh, Myers got away. Security was trying to stop uh, Morrissey, but of course, Morrissey bombed one of the security guys through the table and then started beating up the rest of them. So um, they're still uh, leading towards something with Morrissey and Myers. And this is a fun segment. It was really cool. Uh, next is my personal favorite match of the night. Uh, I thought this was incredible. It was it was sloppy as hell, but uh, I, th- I thought it was just great. Uh, Jonah defeated PCO, and boy, was this brutal. And PCO is full-blown babyface now, by the way. The crowd was just super, super into him. Um, they got back to their feet and exchanged strikes. They then exchanged German suplexes and clotheslines. Jonah took PCO down with a clothesline, but PCO sat up moments after. Jonah then hit a DDT, which PCO no-sold. Uh, Jonah then hit a big vertical suplex uh, and called for his top rope splash, but PCO caught him going to the top and then hit a big hurricane rana, which was insane. Uh, PCO then went to the top and hit a big moonsault for a two-count. Jonah escaped to the outside and then dodged a charging PCO, who went headfirst into the steel steps. And then Jonah uh, gave PCO a tombstone on the steel steps, which looked uh, wicked. And then he gave a PCO a powerbomb off the steps to the floor with a nasty, nasty thud. And then he rolled PCO back into the ring, gave him the tsunami, and got the three count. crowd was just insane for this match. Uh, PCO is a psychopath. Uh, a very, very good match. After the match, um, uh, the KFA medical personnel came out to check on PCO, but he brushed them off uh, in a complete babyface move. So, yeah, PCO is full-blown babyface, and I'm, I'm all for it. And in another very good match, um, Jay White defeated Alex Shelley and this was uh, this was a, a classic so if you if you like the big um, big Hoss fight uh, brawling style the the best you'd probably vote for PCO you'd probably vote for PCO versus um... <clears throat> sorry about that yeah so if if you like the big Hosses you'd probably go for PCO and uh, Jonah but if you like a pure you know technical style New Japan Ring of Honor style match then you're you're gonna love this one as well, and I loved it too. Um, this might have been the, the match of the night for a lot of people. Um, just a just an incredible match, and um, uh, and no, none of the bullet club nonsense that you would normally get from a heel, uh, Jay White so in in impact he's I, I prefer him in impact right now than i've preferred him in new japan in a while so uh we'll go we'll go to the end here shelly went back to working on the arm and then hit a step up in sugary that took white to the outside shelly attempted to dive to the outside but white countered the move by giving him a blade run of the ring apron white rolled shelly back into the ring and attempted to give him a blade runner inside the ring shelly countered it into his own version but white kicked uh shelly then locked in the motor city stretch and white got out of it hit a blade runner and got the pin and then after the match Shelley offered and white a handshake and then white laughed and then walked away so big time heel move there by uh by jay white incredible match go out of your way to check that four stars or higher uh guaranteed uh next we got the champ champ challenge Deanna Prazo defeated chelsea green this is fine um you know, probably one of the better Chelsea green matches you'll ever see. But, uh, and mostly because of Prazo, uh, Chelsea seemed to really hurt her arm there. Um, uh, she sold it pretty well. And then Prazo went and grabbed the arm, got her an arm bar and the referee just stopped the match there, uh, due to injury. So, um, Prazo kept the move locked in. And then after the match, Mickey James ran out to chase off Prazo, which uh, distracted her for her next match, which was, uh, Tasha steals, uh, defeating knockouts, world champion, Mickey James to get the title. And I'm really excited about this. I, I've been wanting Steels to, uh, to be the champion for a while. I felt like, um, you know, Mickey, Mickey's run has been flat of late. I know they want to keep the title on her longer, uh, because the Royal Rumble stuff, but that rub is gone. And, um, so now, now I think that she's going to focus on other things and Tasha is going to be a great champion, um, so back in the ring, they exchange strikes in the center of the ring. James hit a Luthes press and a series of clotheslines. She got a two count after a neck breaker. James then hit her Mick DT, dumb name, uh, but Evans got into the ring and distracted the ref. Uh, James kicked Evans in the face, center or to the outside. Steals and hit a crucifix bomb for a two count. James and hit a head scissors and started to get back into it. She hit a flapjack, went, off, went to the top rope. Evans grabbed James's foot while the ref was distracted. The momentary distracting cost her a Steals countered uh, James dive into a cutter and got the three count the uh, the finish of the match did not look good um, but uh, I am not mad that Tasha won with help from the outside Tasha is a heel guys uh, Savannah Evans of course had to help her so I, I loved everything about this I thought it was a good match uh, and uh, poor Tasha was uh, I think she might have been crying after the match was over uh, the uh, the camera guy had to zoom out a little bit and give her some time and then she got up and uh, celebrated so Good stuff. Next match, Violent by Design. Another big surprise. uh, Defeated the Good Brothers uh, to win the Impact World Tag Team Championships. And this was another Good Brothers match, man. I've been tough on these guys. But last month, they had a good match with G.O.D. And then here they had another good match. I really dug this. Uh, Doring tagged in and Violent by Design was able to isolate uh, Anderson for a period. Young hit a big high-angle Death Valley driver for a two-count. Eventually, they did a Tower of Doom spot. (laughs) I hate those spots. With Doring powerbombing everyone. Moments later, Anderson would hit a spine buster on Doring, but he would pop back up and hit a nasty lariat. Young and Gallows brawled to the outside. Young hit Gallows with a low blow and gave him a power driver on the stage, taking him out of things. Young got back in the ring, and the violent by design hit a powerbomb neckbreaker combo on Anderson for the win. Uh, good, good match. I uh, really dug that. And now we'll go to the main event. Impact world champion Moose defeating Heath. This was not a bad match. It wasn't a great match either. Um, Heath is a good babyface. face. Um, Moose had the upper hand the whole time. Uh, gave him some hope spots. But in the end, hit the lights out for the victory. Um, uh, it was... Not worthy of pay-per-view. I still think that Chris Saban would have been in a, a better in this spot. They could have had a better match and still got to where they needed to go with Josh coming in to make the save. But, um, but because Alexander ran in and attacked Moose, giving him a C4 spike and cutting the promo, he, they sent the fans home happy, so I can't be mad at that. Um, overall big, big thumbs up for the show. I, I recommend it to the audience, uh, to go out of your way to check this show out though. So impact three for three, man, on, uh, pay-per-views this year, but Hey, that's going to do it for me this week, guys. And until next week, mahalo.